0: We're talking about MotoGP, MotoGP fantasy, motorcycles, and just the general love of riding. This is wheel to wheel. What's up, Ty?
1: Not much, just uh, hanging out like a hair in a biscuit. Hey, that is that is my a saying. That's How fun. dare you? <laughs> Hey, I gotta throw it back. I mean, this is our twenty seventh episode. I feel like that's pretty big. We're getting close to the big three O.
0: I know. That's crazy. Now, if only we could get three O listeners, that would be even better. <laughs> um well, no, we're, we're getting there. We're getting, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're getting more and more. It just takes time. But uh let's go ahead and shout out BMW, Morton's BMW specifically. You said that like James Bond. Like. That's gr- actually gr- the way BM. that it's supposed to be said, Ty.
1: Go to BMW, Morton's BMW.
0: <laughs> I feel like there's prestige attached to Morton's BMW, and it deserves to be said that hey, way.
1: Morton's <laughs> deserves their credit where credit <laughs> is due. That is true. So they um, are like the best-selling uh, motorcycle BMW dealership in the Mid-Atlantic area. So. Yeah,
0: it's they're awesome. They're sponsoring our Fantasy League, so $50 gift card goes to the winner of our league. Yes, thank you, Jeff. Yep, Jeff is awesome, so... And he's not an owner that you don't get to know. If you go to the store, you will meet Jeff. So, oh, yes.
1: And he's one of the most friendly people you meet.
0: Yep. Yeah. So that's part of the experience. And the reason to shop at Morton's is because of the people that run it and work there. They're wonderful. You become part of the Morton's family when you purchase anything from there. Even if you just go in and buy a pair of gloves, you're important to them. So, that's true. So make sure you stop on by Fredericksburg Morton's BMW. Now, onto Le Mans. Yes. So, this is our pre-race show for Le Mans. So we are doing the French GP. Let's just go ahead and jump right in, talk about some track data here. This is crazy. So, the length of this track is 2.6 miles. That is roughly 4,000 meters. The width, we're getting a little wider than where we were in Jerez. We are back up to 13 meters. That is much better than the 11. That causes thousands of crashes. <laughs> know what it was.
1: I just feel like this. I don't know if you can attest that to Juret or Juret. I almost said Jerez, Juret.
0: American. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So educated. I um, mean,
0: I definitely think that the amount of collisions that happened didn't always end in a crash, but there were a lot of... There was a ton of contact in that race, and that, I, I think, think is... Because there's only one line on that track, essentially. There's no... You don't get to deviate. It's not like going to Coda and you got like four to choose from. Like, I might go out here or in there or over there. <laughs> it's <laughs> yep. like, I got this and this is the fastest way around the track.
1: Yep. But, I mean, Coda is so big. that I mean, they're outside and the inside line have two different zip codes. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like there's just been a lot of crashing in general this season. I don't think I'm used to seeing this many people. I mean, how many races, how many main races has Juan Mir finished?
0: None, I don't think so, I mean well here's and here's the thing i I don't think that we can nobody's really talking about the arrow and the dirty air too much. But that has that is a factor in why they're crashing because that front tire pressure goes up and they, they and now, don't have the same traction. Now they're they regulating that, out.
1: that tire pressure. Correct. You can't
0: dip below it. Correct. And nobody's really talking about that. But I think that the reason we're seeing as many crashes as we are, one, I think that what you said uh, either last podcast or the one before about – the mental strain that it takes to do two back-to-back race days. He listens to me. (laughs) (laughs) That definitely has, I definitely think that that's a factor in this. But then in addition to that, the aerodynamics causing the dirty air, especially back in the pack, that's why qualifying is so important this year so that you can get ahead of that dirty air. But... That's causing the tire pressure issues that have been talked about a little bit, but is definitely there, which is causing people to wash out and turns a lot more than what we would normally see. So I definitely think that those are some of the factors for the crashes, uh, more than just the size of the track. But I think that the level of and amount of contact was due to the width of the track at Jerez. But all that to say, I agree with you, Ty.
1: I, it makes me happy it's a
0: special day i feel heard <laughs> i feel loved uh-huh. all right back to le mans uh <laughs> 20, 20, the
1: 2022 top 10
0: was not what we, f- we haven't finished the track data ty oh come, come on, on man i got excited you got excited well calm down i'm raining it back <laughs> all right so we've got nine right corners five left corners and the longest straight is 0. 0.4 miles, so getting close to half a mile, that's 674 meters. Vin
1: Diesel would not have a long enough attention span. Oh
0: my gosh, are you going to make that joke every time it's more than a quarter mile?
1: No, but it's fun.
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk about the 2022 top 10, because that's going to really impact how how we perceive what's going to happen this year. You know who
1: is was disappointed in 2022? Who's that? French people.
0: <laughs> yeah, well...
1: Fabio Cordova came in fourth fourth place. place. It's on his home track.
0: Yeah, but I mean, fourth place is respectable. Is it? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. (laughs) So here's your top 10 from 2022. Although the Frenchmen,
1: I guess they were holding hands the entire time because they came in fourth and fifth.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, (laughs) First place was Ineo Bastionini, who will not be in this race. Being
1: replaced by Danilo Petrucci.
0: Which we're going to talk about that in a little while. I got some things to say. Got some things to say uh second place was jack miller last year third place was Aleish espargo so you have three or no jack was on a ducati last year never mind i was gonna say you got three to manufacturers but he was not on ktm last year so you've got Anea, jack and Aleish in your top three and then fourth place fabio quadraro fifth place zarco sixth place mark marquez do we know, is he confirmed to be racing? We did find out that he will not get his long lap penalty. It They won in court, essentially, which oh, wow. we'll go ahead and get that hot take out of the way. I think that they just assume he's missed this many races. There's no chance he's going to win, so who really cares if he has a long lap penalty at this point? I think point? that's fair. I think that's what happened. I think that they were like, we're not going to deal with this any longer, just Let it go, and I think that's probably what happened. Do I think that's necessarily the right thing to happen? Probably not. He probably should have still gotten the penalty. However, they appealed it. They won the appeal, so Mark Marquez won't have his long lap penalty when he comes back, and I've not heard that he's not coming back for this race. Have you heard anything, Ty?
1: No, but they're not going to tell us until
0: Thursday. Yeah. And that's when this podcast comes out, so... We're, we won't
1: be able to tell you anything Yeah.
0: On that. Uh, so, 6th place, Mark Marquez last year. 7th place, Takenakagami. I don't even know. 8th place, Brad Bender. Ninth place, Luca Marini. And then 10th place, Maverick Vinales. And I think that uh, Bedzeki came in like 12th, just since the Mooney boys have done well this year. We want to kind of make a note of that. So... <clears throat> What are your thoughts here, Ty? How, how do you think that last year's stuff is going to impact this year's? Because some, some glaring things is that Jack Miller and Brad Bender are in the top ten. Well,
1: so here's one thing I want to bring up. Because you said you wanted to talk about Petrucci later.
0: Also, Peco and Jorge Martin crashed out of this last year.
1: Right. So this is going to be the last time Danilo Petrucci was here. He was on a significantly worse Ducati.
0: Yeah, he's coming in on... The Lenovo Ducati.
1: So it's not <laughs> like he was like nothing. I mean, he was somebody on that Ducati. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, he's been actively riding. Yeah. So it's not like he's like, and Danny Pedrosa was impressive. I mean, he's a test rider, but Danny Pedrosa hasn't been actively racing. And we saw that like championship material doesn't deteriorate as fast yeah. as we <laughs> think it does. Yeah. And the last time that he was on a MotoGP bike, in an inferior Ducati, he came in third place. So, yep. I'm not saying that I think he's gonna necessarily win this, but I definitely think there's gonna be some fun stuff to watch during the the qualifying.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, let's just jump into our picks then, shall we? Um, we'll start with mine for the, excuse me, for the sprint race. Um, I went ahead and gave a top five on mine this week because what I'm kind of learning this year is that you can have five. And it can, your podium can be any of those five, <laughs> to be totally honest. But um, we're still, when we do our review and look back at our picks, we're only going to base that on our top three. So the four and five are just kind of, you know, safety nets for us. But for my sprint race, third place, I'm going to say Fabio Cuadraro. It's kind of a stretch considering he He's struggled this season uh, with pace and stuff like that but at the Jerez test he did show some some glimmers of hope which let's by the way hot take number 2 of the episode already motor gp needs to do something if you have the video pass you should also be able to watch the time, the live timing for the tests oh yeah it's completely just dumb that they that you have to pay for a timing pass to watch the the testing. Like what? Uh, I mean, what is that, Dorna? I, I, uh,
1: I don't. I think they 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 want to create this prestigious. Um, they're dumb. That's dumb. Yeah, that is absolutely I, dumb. I agree.
0: And and also, Dorna also owns World Superbike, so it makes no sense that by buying a video pass, it does not also include World Superbike.
1: I, I mean, I will say Dorna <laughs> wants those two
0: entities to be separate. Yeah, but they own them both, so the video pass know, should actually, include them actually,
1: World Superbike, I, I can't remember what year this was, but it was actually, their are a lot times and top speeds and everything were actually getting so close to MotoGP that they had to regulate World Superbike so that it wasn't the same as MotoGP because they wanted to keep MotoGP kind of being the premier class racing.
0: Yeah, I just think that they need to get on the, the ball here and, like, at least let us have the... Timing pass included in the video pass. Like, what is that? That makes no sense. They want to be
1: like F one, and to be honest with you, F one. I'm I'm not trying to be hateful towards F one spectators because I don't think this is necessarily true for all spectators. But I feel like the sport itself is a little bit pretentious. Um, and I I'm not saying that like all the racers are that way, but I feel like the overall how the sport is going right now. I'm not saying it's not entertaining to watch. Not as entertaining as MotoGP, in my opinion. (laughs) But, I mean, they, they, they have this area of, like, you, you pay to watch. It's really fancy. You see cocktails on the side of the race. And so it's this very premier thing. And I think MotoGP, Dorna, wants everybody to see MotoGP the same way. The problem is, at the end of the day, one of the appealing factors in motorcycle racing for at least Americans, which is honestly the target that they're superior just lacking in, is for $2,400, you can strap yourself, not even strapped. You're, that's one thing that you don't want to think about, but you're sitting on something and hurling yourself at 140 miles an hour. <laughs> so I think they're kind of missing the mark on their target market because the target market's not going to be sipping cocktails. They're going to be duct taping and zip tying their bike together, <laughs> throwing themselves down the street. Right.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just think it's silly that you, if you pay for the video pass, when testing comes around, you can't actually watch that. You just got to get the highlights and the the interviews later. So, it's just annoying to me. But back to the back to my sprint race top 3. I'm thinking Fabio because he seemed to find a little something at the test in speed, you know, as far as his, you know, fast lap. That's that's where he's really struggled as being able to put a fast qualifying lap down, which is weird because that's usually a very strong point of his. I'm hoping that he comes in and qualifies well. If Fabio qualifies well, he's going to finish well. That's just, I think, the way it's going to go. Yeah. And so I'm calling him for third place. I think that because Jack Miller's got a strong history at Le Mans, I think that he's going to come in and get second place in the sprint race. And then I hate to say this, but I think that Pecco might win it. Pecco literally owns, like, almost every record at this track except for fastest lap time in a race, which Maverick Vinales holds. Weird, right? That's weird. <laughs> so I think that Peco has a really good shot at getting because he had pole position last year, which means I think that he can will probably be on top of qualifying again this year, which puts him in a position to win that sprint race. And I think that Bender and Alish, that's who I got fourth and fifth. You know those are riders to watch, and they could pull a podium if they, you know, all the things align for them. So, what do you got for your sprint race?
1: So my sprint race, uh, I'll start with my four and five. Um, I have Petrucci in fifth. So I mean, he's done a great bike. He's on a great bike. He's done well at this track. I think I. He doesn't really have anything to lose. I could totally see him pushing it, and. I would not be surprised at all to see him in the top five. In the well, sprint we race. know his
0: fitness is there.
1: Yes, because, you know, I mean, we talked about this just not that long ago, but, I mean, Danny Pedrosa, I mean, he, he finished very well for someone who has not been racing. He's been right. test riding. Racing is a different, you know, and I think anybody else would say this, is you're, you're competing. He's been competing at a high level, and I think seeing him coming up to ride, you know, a Ducati, I don't think it's that big of a leap for him. No. Um, you know, it'd be different from like Top Rock or someone like that who's been on a world Superbike, but not necessarily really have raced a MotoGP bike. Right. He's been there. He's done it. And he's continually racing. I think I see him as a top five.
0: I actually am kind of a big fan of their bringing back these guys who've retired. And, you know, it's just a, it's just an exciting thing.
1: Well, it's really cool because, I mean, like it was kind of the same reason you and I watched the, tw- the 2019 season with Mark Marquez mm-hmm. is because it kind of you started seeing some of these people who have retired. Yeah. and just you really appreciate they are fast and i think it's
0: easy to forget i would love love to see them bring dovey back on that new ducati
1: oh my gosh <laughs> would you Duka- would would Dovey take it oh no <laughs> that is that is a partnership that will forever be severed yeah
0: i'm just saying i think he would win oh yeah i think he would if they did that i think that he would he's one that i think could come and actually win on well, it
1: because i mean he is when he's doing well mentally uh, i mean i don't mean like he's like you know pekka or, or the stars or maverick vinyas where the stars kind of have to align i feel like he's just one where after he left ducati i don't think he was really all there like in the race yeah i think he was kind of checked out oh yeah but when he's there and he's like i mean he is consistent because mm-hmm. at that 2019 season and mark marquez wasn't mark marquez if it was literally anybody else did Andre DeVizioso would have been the MotoGP champion that year because mm-hmm. he was he's fast. Uh, but anyway, for my fourth place, I have Pecco. I think. Uh,
0: I think you just don't want to put him on your podium.
1: <laughs> I don't. But here's the thing: is I and mean, we didn't really get to see him because he did crash out in 2022. Mm-hmm. But he has proven that he's he's kind of a force to be reckoned with. I mean, he is the leading in in you know the standings right now.
0: He's the uh, guy to beat right now. Yeah. Uh,
1: for third place, I have Alex Marquez. Holding on to hope. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's still, I think, one of the best riders in that paddock. And he's on a good bike. He, unfortunately, has had some bad luck, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got one crash I think you can say was his fault, but I think that was after, what, two red flags in a weekend? Mm. So there's a lot of factors against him. I mean, One week he got sick in his helmet and threw up, and that's caused him to crash. Um, you know, so I definitely think if he's, you know, healthy and he's mentally there, doesn't always qualify well, but he's, he's always, I think, a top contender. If he can qualify well, he's kind of got the same problem as Fabio. Uh, I think he's got a hard time moving up through the pattern, but if he qualifies Mm. decently, I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, and then Fabio, I think he's going to get second. I really think, Mm. um, the flying Frenchman is going to be back this year. Cause, I mean, if you, if you, were, if we're, I I want him
0: to do good so wait. bad.
1: Here's the thing I remember I was saying this about Bazeki. Bazeki kind of has some good weeks and then he has a few bad ones. And so we had that bad, bad one, unfortunately. I think not last race, but race before, or was it last race? No, last race. Yeah. And then, um, I think Fabio, he just, he has to do well. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of like, will he or won't he? He has to. I mean, like, Otherwise, I mean this. This, I mean, I don't know if he's really even in championship contention anymore this year. But I mean,
0: yeah, if, he's still in. I mean, he's only like forty points off the. Yeah, lane. but I mean,
1: if he doesn't do well this week, I mean, he's gonna be.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's gonna put him pretty far out. Um.
1: So I feel like his is out of survival at this point, and I think you know if if they've picked up as much speed as you've talked about with you know testing recently. Yeah, I mean, then,
0: he was so he was in the one thirty sixes, mid one thirty sixes. I mean, he was like two tenths off of. Bedzecki, who was in first, and then Luca was in second. I mean, he was within three-tenths of the the lead. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that is significant considering the, the rest of the weekend. You know, so I don't know what they did because I didn't get to watch it. And yeah. I, they haven't really said a whole lot. Right. So I don't really know what they did specifically, but it seemed like they found something. Yeah. And he seemed more comfortable.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean... I- yeah, I want to see him actually competing up there. It's been kind of hard to see someone that you know is championship material. Well, and
0: hear every stinking commentator who thinks, who talks about Fabio like he's a has-been now. Oh, yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's driving me crazy.
1: Well, I think people, I don't know if it's as much about Fabio as much as it's just Yamaha just as a whole has done nothing. Um, you know, the, 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 their manufacturer, the constructor just, I don't really know if it's, it's, I don't know about Franco Morbidelli. He had that weird weekend where he was like doing well and you're like, <laughs> what in the world? Maybe Yamaha does have something and it didn't really make Fabio look good. But now, I mean, Franco...
0: I mean, I think that a big problem—we'll we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Yeah. Con- continue on with but your— But <laughs> first place
1: in the sprint race, I have Jack Miller. That's I mean, a good call. Jack Miller and Brad Bender, honestly, either of them, I could see— I actually switched it. I had Brad Bender winning it, and I was like, I don't know, maybe it's— Because it kind of goes back and forth. One week, Jack-, yeah. Jack has it. One week, Brad has it. And they'll duke it out with each other.
0: Well, I think that you got a better choice here for Jack. That's why Jack is higher up on my—
1: Well, he did do. He did really well last year on the—, K- on the- there's
0: that but then in addition he tends to not do as well with his tire management so the sprints where he's have you seen the slow
1: motions of him going and he spins the mess out of that he's actually smoking his rear tire he's drifting he's not so bender does the same thing there's there's (laughs) there's backing it in and then there's drifting yeah he's like tokyo drift up in there um so that's who i have for my sprint race
0: all right well let's move on to the main event so I'll start with my fifth place for the main race. I think is going to come in fifth. I think I don't think that he's going to be on the podium for the main race. And I think that's mostly because of the pressure factor and the fact that he's regained his lead in the championship. I think he's going to want to hold on to that. So I don't think he's going to push it too much. And having knowing that he crashed last year, I think is going to affect him mentally this year, not wanting to crash out of the race that he will get more points in. Yeah. So I think that he's going to be careful there. And then at fourth place, I've got Jack Miller. I think that he's going to struggle with his tire management in this I'd, race. I'd,
1: I would not be surprised if you saw him leading the first four or five laps. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think he'll struggle with tire management and kind of drop back a bit. And then in third place, I've got Aleish. I think that he's good here. I think he's on a great bike. I think that he has everything that he needs. Like he's in my top five for the sprint races, but I couldn't put him up on my podium for the sprint race because the dude, I don't, I don't know if he's finished a sprint race yet. He crashes in those for some reason. And so I think that he will put it together for the main race. And I think that you could see Elation third in on the podium. I got Fabio getting second place. So, I've got him getting third in the sprint, second in the main race, and I just, a lot of this is just me betting with my heart here. I want him to do well. I think he's capable of doing well. This is his home track. He is comfortable here. This is his best shot right now, and if he doesn't do well here, I think that everybody's going to turn on him. You know, everybody who has already kind of talked about him as seemingly like he's a has-been is going to completely give up all hope that they have for him for the season because if he can't put it together at Jerez and Le Mans where these are two of his better tracks.
1: You know what Yamaha really is missing is just
0: the team Patronus. (sighs) Let's not talk about that.
1: (laughs) I mean like they were doing, I remember they were doing pretty well.
0: Well that 2019 bike was great.
1: Yes, but they also had two extra bikes in the paddock. Yeah. And Patronus is a great
0: team. They're really missing the satellite team data.
1: Yeah, but I mean it's not just satellite team. I think honestly the team whoever was in charge of Petronas MotoGP really like just had something figured out and I think that really helped Yamaha.
0: Well, the team boss or whatever he's with uh Aprilia now, um RNF Aprilia.
1: Well, that makes sense cuz they're starting to figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I think it says definitely about a lot about him.
0: Yeah, so my first place, I've actually got Brad Bender. So the reason I think he's going to do it is because he's better at managing his tires than Well, he's Miller. actually
1: a championship contender, so that would definitely put Pecco a little bit more in the hot seat.
0: Well, I mean, and Jack Miller's in, what, fourth or fifth place? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's one behind Bender. So I think that Bender's got a really good shot. Again, he, is, he was in eighth place last year. He, last year, was still in the top six, I think, for the world championship. I mean, he was a contender last year yeah. to an extent, and he's clearly good here. Top eight is a good finish, so I think that he can he can easily put it together, especially coming off of last week, and I think that he's going to pull out a win, and you're going to see him on the top step. I would love to see it. What do you got, main race?
1: So for fifth place, I have Mazeki. Um, I mean, he's in second place right now in the standings. I think, uh, he really needs to push himself. I think he's had a bad few, bad few, uh, races. And, um, I mean, I think he's just, he doesn't really have a choice here. Kind of like Fabio. I don't know if it's a survival situation, mm-hmm. but it's more of like any shot at the championship. You know, he really don't want to be making too many mistakes in a row.
0: Yeah. Especially I wonder if that's getting in his head a little bit though
1: could be. Uh, I mean, Pecco, I think he is in survival mode in a different way of just like now he's at a point where if he just rides like Valentino Rossi and just doesn't crash too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might have it in the bag. So I think Bezecchi will definitely, he needs to fight for it. Fourth place, I think Petrucci is going to be a little bit more familiar with the bike after a whole weekend. And so I definitely I could see him.
0: And after some race laps in the sprint.
1: Yeah, so I think he'll be a lot more familiar. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he went up further. I don't think it's going to happen because, again, he's not actually the main rider. But I think with a whole weekend behind him, I could totally see him being in fourth place. Third place, I, I feel like I had to toss up for me.
0: Mark is coming It back. will be an, a Marquez. <laughs> I do
1: think it's going to be a Marquez because I think Alex, he's on a Ducati. Uh, but Mark Marquez is also Mark Marquez if,
0: if Mark comes back, I don't think he's gonna be on the podium and I think that it's because he will either crash or finish in the top ten i I yeah. just think he's gonna be so rusty I mean you've see even just to the beginning of this season he was rusty oh yeah you know so I think he's just gonna be rusty from not riding and I think that that would prevent him from getting on a podium I mean if
1: I had to lean on one I would say it's alex Marquez. Yeah, but I'd like to think that Mark Marquez is gonna get up there, and when he does it, I want to be the one that said he did it. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Pecco, I think he'll get second place. Um, that bike is just so—it's annoying how good it is. Yeah, um, and he—he he doesn't make that many mistakes. It's just when he does, it's—it's it's catastrophic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I actually think Fabio is gonna take the cake on this one. Oh man, that would be amazing. Um, I think I. From the testing, I do think there, I have some confidence that he's going to have some picked up some speed. And unlike Pekko, Bezeki, Alex, he's far back enough where I don't really feel like he's got anything to lose. So he's going to be gunning for first. And I think we're going to see some like Fabio when he rides really aggressively, which is. Fun. Fun. Not (laughs) everybody is fun to watch when they ride aggressive. Mark Marquez, when he's riding really aggressively, it's like like you're either going to win or you're going to break Miguel Oliveira.
0: Gosh, too soon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think that would be really cool. Also, I threw in here, Alex Renz is a sleeper pick. (laughs) (laughs) Because, honestly, it's so weird. He's like that one rider that when he does well, no one sees it coming. Like when he won a race this year, no one was like, oh, yes. Well, he
0: crashed last year.
1: That's true. But when he does well, no one sees it coming. It's not like, oh, I think Alex is going to do well this race. It's like you're predicting everybody else. You forget he exists for one race. But he
0: did crash at the end of the race. Like, I think he made it 22 laps, and then he crashed.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing, though, is, like, when he wins, you're never like, I saw that coming. We'll have it for literally every prediction. And he's that rider you forget about. And then he just comes out of nowhere. And uh, so I think – I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the top five. Hmm. But I, I'm, I'm not going to pick him because
0: he's... It's a long shot. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, that, it's the magic bullet where if it hits... It hits good. Yeah, he's a screamer. But if it doesn't, he's crashed out.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about fantasy here. So, like we always do, we will start with some advice and some picks on constructors. Then we'll move to teams. And then we will move to riders. Listen,
1: every week that goes by, I get slightly lower in my average points.
0: Yeah, I've actually been climbing like one spot at a time. (laughs) It's I'm waiting on the week where I jump like twenty spots. Like you
1: use you use your booster? Yeah. (laughs) Here's the thing. Would you ever use your booster on Peko?
0: I don't have Peko on my team, so that's fair. I can't afford him. (laughs) That's true. Even though my team is worth sixteen million now.
1: My team value is fourteen point seven. I've
0: I've went up a million. (laughs) Gosh. So uh I'm gonna okay. have to do some some moving around this week and see if I can do some. I don't have special. much room. So all right, let's talk about the constructors here. So Ducati is three million right now. Now obviously they are the most expensive, but they also get the most points as a constructor. So the thing is, is if you can get Ducati as your constructor, you've done a good thing. And most people were smarter than me and they got Ducati from the get-go and they just made that sacrifice right off the bat and that has paid dividends because i don't think there's a week that has went by where they don't get like 30 or 40 and the thing is is they've got peco that's it that's true you know like well sorry the constructor it's the top two of all of their riders, which means that they have access to the Premack riders, the Mooney riders, like, you know, they've got you all the Grissini time, you riders. You have eight
1: times the likelihood of scoring well.
0: Yeah, so they're always going to get, like, 35-plus points every single week. So yeah. you can't really go wrong with that if you can have them. But I think the best value is still Aprilia. They're $2.3 million. Olivera has shown a lot of promise, and he is doing much better. And then you've also got Aleish, who's going to be really strong this week. And Maverick even is, has potential to be strong. He finished in the top 10 last year, so it's not like he isn't good at this track. And he did it on this bike. So that means that he has the you know, potential to actually do really well here. And so, I think that being that Aprilia is $2.3 million, if you needed to get a cheaper constructor so that you can maybe get a better rider or a better team, this would be a good good move for you, because I think that they're the best value. Yeah, for sure. But, the best middle ground pick, I think the best overall pick, if you've just got medium money... You don't have a lot to just blow, but you have enough to get something really good and hot right now. Is KTM, 2.7 million makes sense. They're on a hot streak. They did great last week. Got really good points. I really, you know, they kind of saved me because I decided to put them on my team last week, and it did really, really well for me. Uh, so I think that they're still, they still have the potential to do really well. Brad Bender, Jack Miller, both in the top 10 last year. They both have podium potential this year. I don't know that you can really go wrong with KTM right now. And then Gas Gas even, like, think about Augusto Fernandez. He's actually been in the points every week for the last, like, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Which means that you have potential, like, if Jack Miller crashed out. You're still going to have... You know that other KTM out from Gas Gas in the points, so your average isn't going to be too bad. So, right, it's a really good option. They're two point seven million, so they're medium in the pricing. The cheapest is Honda. That's a terrible decision. We have, uh, st- have
1: Stefan Brattle and Ikaru Lukawono.
0: Where I forget. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a terrible decision to get Yamaha or Honda. And then Yamaha is two point eight million. It's expensive for a gamble, because. You know that Morbidelli's not really going to be someone you can count on. And Fabio has struggled. He typically is in the points on Sunday, but not. all he's only gotten one point from the sprint races this whole season.
1: I will say, I mean, like when Marc Marquez and... Actually, you know what? I can't say that. I was going to say I think Honda would be a better deal if both of their main riders were in. But I don't know that that's the case. Even with Mm-mm. only two riders... Well, you still have... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not a better deal. <laughs> it's, not. it's not. It's
0: just not. So, so I think that your best, if you can afford diamonds, get a get Ducati as your constructor. If you can, if you're, you know, on discount diamonds, get Aprilia. If you can just get something good and be happy with it, and you got the money for it, get KTM. Yep. <laughs> so I think that that's the best middle ground pick. So let's talk about the teams because the teams have just thrown me off bad this year that whole thing has just messed me up but i feel like i've done pretty okay with the team so i started out with Grassini, and i think that Grassini is the best value this week because i think alex marquez has a good shot at doing well yeah now fabio dj antonio has done pretty good he's been in the points a couple times so you have options there, but if Alex Marquez does well for two million to get Grassini, you're gonna get good points. Yeah, you know what I mean. If if you just can't afford anything else, just get Grassini, because you're not really gonna want to, you know, get repsol, and they're more expensive than hey, Grassini Steph anyway. Stephen
1: could reel this in. It's highly unlikely, but he could. <laughs>
0: And the RNF team, like I, I, I know that I said you know Oliver is doing better and stuff like that, but they've only gotten 38 points on the whole season so far, whereas Grassini has gotten 71. It's a far better value, two million versus 1.9 million, 38 points versus 71 points, and then LCR Honda, that just again, that would be a terrible decision considering they are. Two million. the only reason that they have gotten 58 points is because Alex Rins did really well one week you know so I think that if you're looking for a cheap great value great return possibility gas, gas.
1: I'm just kidding I was a joke
0: gas gas being 1.8 million is actually a better decision than LCR Honda or RNF at this point it's true They've gotten fifty-four points on the season, whereas LCR, like I said, Alex Rins had a great week. They're up fifty-eight, but RNF has only gotten thirty-eight. Yeah, part of that's because Oliveira was, you know, thrown into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Grassini is the cheapest, best option, I think, though. Um, and then this is crazy: the Mooney boys. All right, so we got to talk about Mooney and Lenovo Ducati. Now, understanding that Ania Bastianini has not been in the game, so this has all been on Pecco's shoulders. However, Lenovo Ducati is only two point five million. This week, they're going to have a veteran rider who is good sitting in the seat for Ania Bastianini mm-hmm. and Pecco. For 2.5 million, that's a pretty stinking good idea. You know what's
1: crazy to me is Pramic is
0: 2.6. Yes. And I think that's because they've had both their riders, though.
1: They do have more points.
0: Well, that's because they've had both their riders. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, but you got to think De- Lenovo Ducati having Petrucci and Peco for 2.5 million, you might be able to get, like, this is the moment where you're like, hey, I can get. Ducati Lenovo cheap. And when Anea comes back, their value will have went up and maybe Anya's bad, but I'm going to get rid of that and get something better. You know what I mean? Like this just seems like that sneaky way in. It's kind of like if you wanted to get um last week Pedrosa for like less like 1.5 million and then he did great. What uh, happens if you
1: like leave him on your team and then the following did you, just, did you, you don't like- get any points. Does does your money just disappear?
0: Well, I mean, you will have to sell him for whatever he... Which he went up in value. So having had him on your team, he went up in value, which means you could sell him for more because he's not in the race, which means you'll get zero points this week if you have him on your team. Right. But <clears throat> the thing is is that Mooney is also $2.5 million. Mooney is still by far the most consistent team... In the paddock. So they have... How much? How many points do they have? They have 93.5 points. Now I know somebody's going to be like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. KTM has 95 points. Okay, I get that. But for KTM, it's because they've had a couple of really good weekends. But they don't always have good weekends. <laughs> Whereas yeah. the Mooney boys are pretty consistently just solid. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at...
1: The last three races, Brad Bender was 17 13 Mm 2. Jack Miller was 6 DNF 3. And you look at Luca Marini 8 2 6. You look at um, Marco Bozecchi 1 6 DNF. Yep. So, I mean, they're
0: just a little more consistent, which makes them kind of a safer bet. You know what I mean? So,
1: and that doesn't include the sprint races, I don't think.
0: No, I don't think it does. So, Mooney is a really good... But it's just interesting because Mooney and Ducati are the same price. Yeah. Whereas, like you were saying, Pramac is a little bit le- more. And Pramac, it doesn't even have as many points as Mooney. Right. Why they have more, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because they've had more higher finishes, but they've had more DNFs too. So right. it's a little weird. But I think that what you'll what you need to do as far as choosing between those two is wait until p1 p2 see what happens if petrucci's looking real good and pecco's looking real good and it's like hey i'm going to get more points if i get those i'm going to get them this week and then maybe sell them back next week and get pick up mooney that might be a good move but just wait and see what happens in p1 and p2 before you make your decision because i think you could do you would be fine going either way with that but an even cheaper option, Aprilia, $2.4 million. Aleish and Maverick should both do well this week. I think at a minimum, they're both going to be in the top 10, which means you're going to get a good point return for $2.4 million. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I think that that is just a, a good option if you... Again, it's just a best value opportunity here. Um is obviously the best value, but Aprilia... Being, they have seventy point five points on the season. They've been pretty consistent. I mean, you had Maverick would they would have him lost quite a few more points if Maverick's chain hadn't flew off his bike last week. <laughs> um, not anything that he did wrong. He was going to have a strong. Like I think he was in seventh place or something. Yeah, he was doing really well, and then unfortunately he had a malfunction to his bike. So. Aprilia would be a good choice here. And then, like we've said, Pramac, 2.6 million is kind of steep when you don't know what Jorge's going to do this week because he crashed last year. Yeah. He did great last week, fourth place in sprint, fourth place in Maine. But is he going to do that this week? Joanne's going to do well because he's a Frenchman. This is his home track too, you know? So I think Zarko's going to do well. I We didn't really reflect that in our top fives, which maybe we just made a mistake there. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Pramac is probably not a bad choice if you've got 2.6 to spend. I got but, rid of Pramac. I mean, it's like, are you going to spend 2.6 on Pramac or are you going to spend it on Ducati or Mooney? Mooney. Who have both scored more points than Premac this season yeah
1: i i I had a lot of high hopes for Primac just because I thought I really liked Jorge martin, but um honestly I think I do really like Jorge martin, <laughs> I do too um
0: he's going to Yamaha next year, that's my bet
1: <laughs> um but. I, I feel like he just, I don't think he's quite delivered, at least for my fantasy. I'm not saying he's a bad rider by any means, but I just don't think he's b- delivered the performance needed for me to really boost my team. So I've looked at even trading him, even though I've relied on him
0: a lot. I was going to say, he's kind of the only thing that's been good for you. Is that true? <laughs>
1: yeah. If it wasn't for Jorge Martin, he took out, he, including oh, his, is true. 50% of my team. He took out Alex that was Mark's.
0: just once, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to riders. Best value rider, Alex Marquez. Alex Marquez. I mean, he's been the best value rider every week, pretty much. The thing is, is he's crashed quite a bit.
1: Not all his fault.
0: But not all his fault. I agree. Uh, but he is the best value rider. He is only two million, which is dirt cheap for somebody who well, he's two point one. But that's dirt cheap for somebody who absolutely has top five written on him. You know what I mean? Like, he has a shot for the top five if he's on the track. So, I think that...
1: Just make sure, like, you know, if you put him on his team, you might want to go visit him, give him some Tums, (laughs) you know, maybe a nice seltzer to make sure his stomach's not going to be upset for the race.
0: Yeah. If he can just stay on the bike... I think that his value will increase, which will mean that, you know, you might be able to then trade him later for a more consistently high caliber rider. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, But at two million, I mean, come on. Why would you not get him over Fabio DJ Antonio, who's one point nine? 2.1 versus 1.9 or Franco Morbidelli is 2.2 million. Are you honestly going to say that you would rather take Franco Morbidelli over Alex Marquez? No, no chance. No chance. Would I do that? Um, And then think about another good comparison is Maverick Vinales is the same price. He's 2.2. So he is very close to the same price. Maverick has been just as inconsistent as Alex Marquez, and Maverick should be better. You know what I mean? I think I would at this point pick Alex Marquez over Maverick.
1: Well, I, I, you know, to give Maverick some credit, I think half of that reason is because look, uh, Alex has proven that he's a consistent rider. Yeah. With a consistent bike underneath him. Maverick is not the most consistent rider, but he's a good rider with a significantly less reliable bike underneath him. And I Mm -hmm. think you just look at those two factors together. I think Alex Marquez is a better pick. I mean, look at how all of his counterparts with Ducati are performing. And I think that, you know, that bodes well for for Alex Marquez. Really, at any race that he finishes.
0: Mm Mm-hmm yeah well and here's the thing when you're looking at your riders you need to go in and look at their accumulated points over the season because that tells you their consistency for instance peko Bagnaia has 143 points on this season i mean that's a lot that's a lot and i'm kind of just like why why don't i have him on my team it's because i don't like him and i voted with my heart there and i chose not to get him <laughs> That's exactly why he's not on my team. And I'm pretty sure my wife would hit me with her shoe if I put him on my team. Um, <laughs> but then you look at Brad Bender has 98 points. Jack Miller has 92 points. Those are big numbers. Fabio has 86.5 points on the season. He's not that far off on his total points you know, for fantasy. Then you think about somebody like Augusto Fernandez who's only 2 million. 75 points on the season. Then Alex Marquez though, ninety-one points. Despite a few, couple bad, you know, luck He's situations. Still in the top five, he he has crashed. ninety-one points on the season. That is more than uh well, that's that's the same as Jack Miller, who has ninety two. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's more than Fabio, that's more than Luca Marini, that's more than Jorge Martin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are like the ones that we're saying are like really great options and people, but he has more points than all of them. Yeah. So that is something that I would look at. Then you also jump back down and look at Joe and Zarko has ninety two points. Yeah. You know, but here's a big one. Marco Bedzeki has a hundred and nine point five points. That's a big number. That's th- triple digits there. <laughs> triple digits, and he's cheap. He's two point four million. When you compare that to the other triple-digit guy who is three point five million.
1: Well, so here's <laughs> the thing: is I'm actually starting to second guess my strategy. Because
0: you don't my, have a strategy.
1: My well, my strategy has been because <laughs> I mean, you have like you have your obvious picks at the beginning of the season. It was Pecco Bagnaya, Fabio Quattrarow were like the two that you talk about because they were the contenders last year. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, Maverick Vinales, Jorge Martín. And yeah, Mark Marquez at the time. Well, he was kind of a wild child. Yeah, still. but he's Mark Marquez. That's true. He was
0: still over three million yeah. because he's because of his name. Yeah.
1: Well, so, I mean, if you, you take that, and there's there's some obvious riders that you consider. And so, my strategy at the beginning of the season was to spread my team out mm-hmm. instead of focusing so much of my money in one rider. Because Pekka bagnaya is one person and, you know, relying on him to build your team and then get other riders that are not as good. I figured, you know, what, I'll get you, du- you know, I didn't actually even have Ducati at the time. Um but now I'm looking at all of our top top, top 10 people and most of them have had Pecco on their team at least some point in their in their uh, And you know, he can carry with the sprint race especially. Without the sprint race, less so. But if someone can do top 3 in both the sprint and the main race, it doesn't even matter who else you have on your team. That one rider still is going to score, like, probably, like, Peko has scored more than 50% of my total points in a weekend. Yeah. So, that kind of, like, my strategy of spreading it thin <laughs> is just shot out the window. Because what I will say with the sprint races, that kind of hurts this strategy of, you know, having, like, Alex Marquez, Marco Bazecchi, Jorge Martín, um, malicious, a lot of those guys who are less expensive and can still do well, the problem is they typically only do well in one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But those riders that you really want to invest in, like Pecco, they have a greater chance of doing well in both.
0: Yeah, I just have such a hard time because I'm pretty sure the only way I can get Pecco on my team is to get rid of Fabio. And I just don't know that I can do that. <laughs> I, I know that it's probably the more logical decision for fantasy because Pecco is doing better than Fabio right now. Well, if
1: I'm right, you're going to probably pass me.
0: Right. But I just don't know that I can do it. I think, I don't know. I just don't know that I can do it (laughs) because I am a, this is where you being a fan of a writer makes it really hard to be good at fantasy because you get attached to the writer. It's kind of like you last year, you kept Mark on your team for a long time, and then you quit looking at it, which we're going to put that aside. But even you still had Mark on your team when you probably shouldn't have.
1: Look, with the sprint races, I think the only thing I can say is I think, therefore, I'm confused.
0: <laughs> yes. So, okay. So, let's go Let's go back to um, rider picks and stuff. So, best value is Alex Marquez. Hand down. Wild card. I'm actually going to... I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep it as I've got it you may have a different opinion about the wild card but this is my wild card Maverick Vinales, I think is a wild card for this race yes because he's been so inconsistent this season I think that he you might be afraid to put him on your team but he was top 10 here last year I think that he's gonna be ripping and ready to go after messing after the uh, chain messed up last week right. which was not his fault and he was poised to have a good finish. I think that he could be really good this weekend. I think that you could see him in the top 6 even 5. Uh I think that he's got what it takes to do that is if the stars align he he could really make it happen. So I'm I'm calling Maverick for my wild card. Do you agree, disagree or would you say someone else?
1: I I have him on my team. I think he's he, there's always a shot. That he's going to be up there. And I think he has been... <laughs> that's the
0: thing. There is literally always a chance that Maverick could win. Yeah, that's true. Because he's as fast as Pecco as long as, like, everything's perfect for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, with the start of the line, I mean, he is consistently in
0: the top 10. Yeah, he's terrible at
1: starting a race, though.
0: Terrible. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. he's been practicing his starts a ton. I will give the man credit; he has been working on it, but he's still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he cannot start a race. If he could start, he would probably be in top five contention on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, you know it's hard for me too because I don't know if you've have you seen the TV show Ted Lasso? Mm-mm. There's this character Jamie Tart in the first season. He is just a butt. And I, think for whatever reason, my brain just thinks that uh, Maverick Vinales and Jamie Tart look just alike. So if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. And because of that, I don't like the character. It's hard for me to like Maverick.
0: <laughs> I um, mean, it's it's hard for me to like Maverick, and I haven't seen the show. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you
0: after he tried to blow up a motorcycle, <laughs> I just it, you lose a lot of respect for the guy.
1: Yeah. Um, but and he's I think he's done pretty well. It's hard to compare him to Um Alessio Spirago because Alessio's is just. I mean, if you compare him to what he was last year, I mean, he's not even close to what he was doing last year. No. Yeah,
0: I think that that's mostly because of the sprint races. I actually think that he's been pretty pretty consistent in the main races, but the sprint races have just ruined him. Yeah. Now, I I don't know that he's finished a sprint race yet. But the that's reason true. I call Maverick a wild card here is because he's cheap. He's $2.2 2 and he has accumulated 84.5 points over the season. So
1: I mean, they're hard to compare. I mean, if you look at Mavericks, it's 12.4 DNF with the last three races. Mm-hmm. If you look at Alaysia, it's 15 DNF 5. So it's not like the last three races they've done terrific. Yeah, it's a good um, point. So it is interesting. Maybe yeah, I
0: mean, Alicia's crash in the sprint race last week was heartbreaking because he was doing well.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: you know? So, okay, so that's my wild card pick. Um, let's skip over this next one and we'll come back to it. But Jack Miller is an amazing choice for this. He's only 2.4 million people. Or no, 2.6. Why do I keep messing up the th- the numbers? He's 2.6 million. I think he was 2.4 last week. But he's 2.6 million. I know that's a little bit of a stretch, but you could sell somebody and trade them out for, for Jack say you have Jorge Martin. Jorge Martin is 2.4 million right now. You could maybe make a move and get rid of Jorge and maybe a team or something or whatever. Maybe you've got a couple 100k in your, you know, team value, remaining salary still yeah. and you get rid of Jorge and you put Jack Miller on. That's a pretty good move. Even I even think that Jack Miller would be a potentially better decision than I'm just gonna post something
1: on our story if I do put Jack Miller on my team and if I do take him off yours because if I put him (laughs) on my team he is going to crash and burn
0: yeah I mean he may even be a better decision than Luca Marini and Luca Marini is 2.5 million yeah so you might be able to squeeze out the money there to do it as well but here's the thing this one again comes down to Wait and see what P1 and P2 look like. We know that the KTMs are unbelievable off the line. So you just need to wait and see. If you see Jack and Brad, if they're in the front two rows, maybe even the third row, I think you got something to be like, well, they might be on the podium. That's true. So, you know, Jack Miller is a pretty good pick for this week, and especially being 2.6 million, I think that he's worth the sacrifice if you needed to make it. Yeah. So, let's talk about our last rider here, Danilo Petrucci. 1.6 million. Gosh,
1: I'm so tempted. I'm either putting Danilo on my team or Jack Miller. And he he's confusing. He's confusing my brain.
0: Here's the thing. This is the same situation we had last week with Danny Pedrosa, and I said it last week I said, "This is your opportunity to jump in and get Danny real cheap." I said it on our story on you know Friday. I was like, "Hey, listen, you can jump in, do some last minute shuffling around, throw uh, throw Danny Pedrosa on your team. He's 1.6 million. That means that you could maybe you know throw him on your 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 silver team or whatever, wherever you want him to be. But then you." have all this extra money that you could get Ducati as your constructor. You could get Mooney as your team or whatever and get a lot of points for Danny Pedrosa. And then you get a little bit more value. He went up a hundred K, which means that now you could, if you were one that did this last week, now you can get rid of, you can get rid of Danny Pedrosa and you could actually pick up um, Danilo Petrucci for a hundred k less, you could pick up Danilo Petrucci and potentially do even better again. <laughs>
1: well, here's the thing I want to know is, do you have to trade them off of your team, or will they just kind of disappear from your no, team? No, you anyway? have to trade them off your okay, team. Okay, so you still yeah. have because
0: yeah. yeah, That's one. Thing it's going to gonna con- cost you a trade.
1: Yeah, that's one thing to consider too. Is like okay, maybe it sets you up well this week, but then that's somebody that you have to trade. So that means the following week you will only have one trade because you have to get rid of them.
0: Yep. But like, I think that they're going to get you points and they're going to get you they're going to go up in value a little bit, so it's going to it's it's a win all over. Cuz say I'm, say say Danilo goes up 100,000, okay? So that's going to take him from 1.6 to 1.7. That means that you could trade him off for, let's see, who is 1.7? Is there anybody else? You could get Jonas Folger, or how you say it, Yo- Jonas? Jonas Folger, who's gotten 34 points, but you could get him. You could get Takanakagami who's gotten 32 points. You could get, uh, let's see, who else? Stefan Brattle. You could get Iker, who has gotten 14 points in the just one race race. One or two races that he's been in. Stephen Brattle. You could get Stefan Brattle.
1: 12.5.
0: Yeah, and he's only raced, what, one? One or two. Something like that. But my point is is you could get one of these lower tier riders or you could just do a double shuffle because you get two trades and you could get rid of them and trade off a team or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just saying
1: if he doesn't do well, losing a trade can be significant because worst, worst case scenario, Daniel Petrucci crashes out of both sprint and main race or crashes in the sprint in his old age and he can't recover. And then he doesn't even compete in the main race. Now that's one thing to consider too. He is also still racing. So if he gets hurt and messes up his own season
0: mm-hmm.
1: of racing, he might not be willing to risk it like Danny Pedrosi did, who's just a test driver yeah. test rider. And if he crashes and then you're stuck with this guy going to the following week and you only have one trade.
0: Well, here's the thing. You get two trades every single race week. Right. Which means like if you just traded off him and put or if you traded one person off and put him on, say say right now you have I don't know. Let's just pick somebody that's not doing well but is more expensive than him. Let's say you have, um, let's see, Juan Mir. Juan Mir is 1.7. And you're like, I'm going to get rid of Juan Mir because he crashes every time he looks at the bike. We might He's as well call him Darren Bender. <laughs> His so, last three
1: races is DNF, DNF, DNF.
0: So say you've had Juan Mir and you're like, I'm going to get rid of him and put Danilo on my team. You're gonna actually be a hundred k to the good. That means you're gonna have a hundred k extra in your salary remaining. Next week, I think Danilo's gonna do good enough to get another hundred k bump. So he's gonna be worth one point seven. So now you have the ability to trade one point seven, but you actually have one point eight because you got that you got that little extra that was in the bank. So you can now get rid of him and pick up somebody for 1.8. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that it just opens up a little bit of movement for you to be able to do something. It just seems like a win all over to me. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It it's It's just for somebody who doesn't have a lot of money but wants a quick, guaranteed, decent finish. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I can't say it's guaranteed, but it's pretty much guaranteed, I think. <laughs> so... That is our fantasy advice. So let's talk about a couple of things for hot takes. We've already talked about Mark Marquez. Mark Marquez. Um, okay, is Fabio losing faith in Yamaha? I think
1: everybody's losing faith in Yamaha. I mean,
0: he had some pretty for Top Rack who came and rode, you know, he pretty much said, like, he's not gonna come and ride this. He wants to be on a bike that he can win on. That's kind of what he said cuz he's coming from world he would be coming from world superbike where he like is dominated and done really really well yep. and fabio's like he knows that he's not going to come in on this bike and yeah. like win
1: yeah although what's happening in world superbike is basically looks like it's just a little bit behind where motogp is at because alvaro batista has been dominating on Ducati. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if World Superbike will end up... Well, and we're
0: it. about to see Ducati debut their Moto E bike, and they're probably going to dominate Moto E this year, which is the electric you know, races. So we'll, yeah. uh, Ducati is just like... But E
1: is not for entertaining. No. No. no they only not, have like eight laps great. because they die. Yes. sometimes i mean you'll have like half a. you're
0: basically work. watching a short sprint race <laughs> yeah <laughs> with it's, no sound no
1: sound and it's slower
0: <laughs> <laughs> but hey it's good for the environment no it's not um <laughs> don't don't cancel us for that um okay so <laughs> the other thing that i wanted to point out was that i just watched the all-in series it's taken me a really long time that's the one on mark marquez And it is so good. Yeah,
1: I've been meaning to watch that. Oh
0: my, it is so stinking good. Like, really, really good. They really came out with that,
1: built him up, and then he just turned himself into a villain again.
0: Yeah, okay. I can see that a little bit. However, in All In, he's very clear that he is not a nice guy on the track. He's like, yeah, I know that about myself. It's just what happens. And so it's like, I actually don't think that he's too much of a villain because I'm like, eh. He just knows that, like, he's a rough guy on the track, and I don't know. I just really – it made me like him even more, even despite what happened, because he's straightforward. He knows. He's not like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm just racing, and things happen. Like, no, he's like, no, no, no. I push the limit, and sometimes bad things happen. Like (laughs) You know, he's honest about it, so I appreciate that. But it is so good, and it makes me really, really, really want them to make another MotoGP Unlimited series, but do it like they did all in. Oh, yeah. The like transitions in the, the whole thing are really good. The way they shoot things is really cool. The history element that they brought into it was just mint. It's on
1: Prime, right? Yeah. So if you have Prime, go watch it.
0: Yeah, it's so good. We're, it's we're, so good. We're giving you homework. Go watch it. Support MotoGP. Support Dorna, even though they're dumb sometimes. But go and support the sport by watching this and and it is worth your time and you actually wrote something in yeah, here. Yeah, so
1: I had just have one hot take in here and it's just going off to the all in. Um Fabio is actually a really nice guy.
0: Fabio has great character.
1: There's only two people that visited Mark in the hospital.
0: Aleish Esper, not in the hospital. So They came to Mark, so he announced right before a race that he was going to go under surgery for his arm and that it was going to end his season. So he said that right before a race. After the race, only two people came to Mark's trailer to see him. Aleish Espargo or Espargaro
1: and they are like best friends
0: well they grew up together yeah their families grew up knowing each other racing as kids like all this so they know each other really well so Aleish came and seen him and talked to him it was really funny because he was like as he leaves the the trailer he's like mate get better fast because we got to do something about all these stupid Ducatis <laughs> so uh <laughs> it's great that um, makes me like him so much more. Yeah, it was really good. So then he leaves and it doesn't show Fabio going to visit Mark, but Mark, when they show his like interview, his you know, talking head point, he's like, you know, only two people came and seen me, Alish and Fabio. He's like, my own teammate didn't even come and see me. Pole. Yeah, well we <laughs> the lesser of the brothers. So so the thing is is That's that so funny because
1: I mean if Aleish grew up with
0: Mark well, Paul's a little younger, but, I mean, but still. he's probably friends with Alex. <laughs> so it's just crazy to me that that's the way it shook out. And Fabio is just a stand up guy. And and that's why it irritates me so much that people are giving him so much crap this year cuz i'm like at least give him the credit for being the guy that he is. That's one of the reasons it made me so mad that he got that penalty those long lap penalties because it's like come on. He was in the middle of the pack, two people were coming in on either side of him. Fabio he was
1: penalized for existing at
0: that point. I've never seen Fabio like purposely do something like that, it, like what Mark did to Miguel Oliveira. Have you ever seen Fabio do anything remotely close to that? No. The answer is no. Fabio rides smart. He rides safe. Even when he's aggressive, he still is very safe in the way he rides, mm-hmm. which is why he doesn't crash a ton.
1: Well, then it's like that song. Unfortunately, do nice guys always finish last?
0: <laughs> I think he just caught, got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time, and they where they wanted to throw a penalty out to make a point, and he just happened to be that guy. Yeah. And it's just really frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Just don't copy Formula One. Also, mm, mm, people keep saying that what Pecco did to Jack Miller was not as bad as what, what Jack Miller did to Jorge Martin in the last race. That is not true. That is not true at all, because what Pecco did actually caused collision to Jack Miller. Now, do I think that he should have gotten the penalty? Probably not. It's just racing. Yeah. Get over it. However, he apologized. Yeah. However, to say that what Pecco did was not as bad. or I
1: think people are only saying that because they got butt hurt because Jack Miller threw his hand up and then did the same thing.
0: Correct. Yet, Jack Miller did not hit anyone. There was zero contact between him and Jorge Wait, Martin.
1: This, this is Formula One logic. You know, you'd like they they make a pass that's like slightly dangerous, and they're like, "All right, give up one position." But even though they didn't make contact, look at some degree. I know what they're doing is dangerous, but rubbing is racing.
0: Yes, I agree, and that. But that's that's my point. To say that what Jack Miller did to Jorge was like grossly worse than what Pecco did to Jack is just stupid. Yeah. What Pecco did to Jack was worse because Pecco actually caused, like, caused collision.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Jack Miller, I think, rode angry the rest of the race.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing was is that to say that what Jack Miller did to Jorge was worse is stupid because Jack Miller did not hit hit anyone. (laughs) So that's just me ranting because it makes me mad that people do that. So that's because
1: you can't get mad at perfect peco. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Fabio's super stand up guy and people need to give him more credit for that. I like that Mark really likes Fabio. I yep. think that they're they're pretty tight and Mark has a lot of respect for Fabio. There's multiple times in All In where you see Mark sitting on the couch watching with his buddies watching the race and he's like, Oh, Fabio, I think is gonna you know. He always he seems to think on a regular basis that Fabio's the guy to beat, which is pretty cool coming from Mark. So I don't know. I don't know. It's really good. Probably
1: see a lot of himself in him because Fabio is also not a great bike and he's also doing pretty well for someone who's on a terrible bike.
0: Good point. Good point. So
1: Honda sucks.
0: That is all we've got for today's show. <laughs> but uh, let us know your thoughts on what you, what you think about uh, your sprint race picks. Let us know what you think about your main race picks, and let us know how bad you think ours are. Let us know what you think you should people should be doing with fantasy. If you have questions, and you trust our opinion at all, you know you can reach out to us and let us know you know what your questions are, and we'll be glad to answer. You can touch base with us on social media, on Instagram, at wheel2wheelpodcast. Did you have something to say, Ty?
1: I just want to say, honestly, you put the sprint races in there. As far as advice, I feel like it's trying not finding a needle in a haystack. It's trying to find a piece of hay in a needle stack. Oh, my gosh. It's just impossible. It's going to hurt, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> Also, um, I have a meeting this week just to keep you guys in the loop on where we're at, what we're doing. I got a meeting this week on our website. should be going up probably in the next few weeks. Really, really excited about that. There's going to be some blog content on there. You will also be able to access listener support through that medium. You can also access listener support through our Instagram page right now. Click on the link tree, and it'll take you where you need to go. If you want to support us financially, we would love that. That would expedite some things that we're we're trying to do and get off the ground. But like I said, the website is coming. It's going to be awesome when it lands. We will have merch available through the website that you can purchase, uh, and it's super, super cool. So we hope that you will do that. Hope that you'll support us through those ways. If you can't support us financially or Otherwise, we just appreciate that you listen. Uh, something that would just mean the world to us and go a super long way is if you would like the podcast, share the podcast, and hit the notification bell so that you don't miss anything so that you will get on there. Last thing is we just want to throw out an apology for our sound quality That's, last that week. That was my fault. Uh, sometimes we're, we're not professionals. I don't know if you figured that out at this point or not. hey. hey. <laughs> We're not professionals, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we want to produce uh, the best quality thing that we can. So uh, we will do our best to, to alleviate some of those things. But sometimes we have technical issues. Thanks for being patient and continuing to listen and support the podcast uh, as we move forward. So we will catch you next week post-race, post-France, and we'll see how Fabio does. <laughs>